When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In Orange Beach, Florida, a murder, suicide at a popular resort shocks vacationers. In Wyoming, a sheriff steps back in time to the Wild West and assembles a posse to catch thieves. And the top 10 most dangerous cities in the United States for 2023 have been released. Did your city make the list? These stories and more coming at you today, Wednesday September 13th on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Good morning, guys. Good morning. What's up? What's up? What's up? Jim. Yes. This is one of my stories on your teaser list. Well, <laughs> I knew you would say that, and the fact that you didn't send me your stories probably had something to do with it. You didn't send your stories yesterday. Yes, I did. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, I did. Check your email. You want me to check, check your, it right check now while we're in show? <laughs> check it, because I didn't get it if you sent it. Definitely sent it. You know how I normally print yours? If you'll, if you'll look, I have no mics printed. Watch. In a minute, y'all, he's going to go, you know what? I didn't send it. There it is in my drafts folder. Just wait for it, y'all. How do I record? <laughs> how do I record from the... Uh, Technical difficulties prevented Mike's stories from Thank you. being sent to Jimmy. <laughs> I told you. I did not have them. <laughs> but I, I don't see it on my own box. That's so weird. Could have been one of the 4,000 interruptions in the middle of my... I figured maybe you want to surprise me. So I'm like, well... No, I would have done that if I had some like surprises that I was going <laughs> to torture you guys with, but I don't. All right. All right. So sorry. That's all right. So I know, you know, I had posted, uh, I think it was Friday, about Happy. And sadly, we had to say goodbye to Happy uh, yesterday as a family and uh, very hard stuff, as as many of y'all can imagine. I know, um, I'm sure both Mike and Woody, y'all have been through that. Uh, we're all pet lovers here. And uh, just tough stuff. But, I, you know, I don't, don't want to talk a whole lot about it, but I do want to say, uh, and shout out uh, Louisiana Pet Crematory. Uh, obviously, after this situation, uh, it was nice to have somewhere to go uh, where they really took care of my wife, who was who was very upset at the time. They have a very calming nature, uh, and this is not. You know, us putting out an ad right here. This is this is the truth. They right. really took care of of Wendy and and walked her through the process. The amazing thing was the process was about, you know, 20, 30 minutes uh, in and out the door. And they had all the options to pick out, uh, you know, whatever keepsakes that you would want. So certainly it's it's nice to stand behind people that that. They walk the walk and talk the talk, and, and you said the lady was very job. calming, for very you calming nature, and... which my wife needed at that time, right? And um, and just nothing but good, you know, ten stars all around for them. Yeah. Uh, they just they really did a uh, what they do very well. Well, and it's really situation. nice as time goes by and the and the hurt subsides a little bit. It's really nice to have that earn because it will inspire different family members at different points in time that are looking at it to tell a story about the dog. And you'll be really glad you have that presence of 
Happy's still in the house because uh, you'll end up talking about her for years yeah. and years and years. That's so. right. And, and you know, 2010 was when we got her in March of 2010. Yeah. And so, you know, here we are 13 years later. A lot of stories. A lot of stories. Right. A lot of memories. Well, shout out to Louisiana Pet Crematory for taking care of of my extended family. Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to turn the, everybody, we're going to take it up a few notches. Right. Moment of silence for happy. Yeah. Go. And we're going to get into it. We got a lot to, uh, to talk about today. One thing I wanted to mention, I have never done this. I don't think, but I am sure that it doesn't matter where you come from, what your, uh, what your, political persuasion is, your religious persuasion, whatever. Uh, today's episode of The Death of Journalism is a great episode that everybody ought to go listen to. If you haven't listened to an episode of the show yet, this is a great one to uh, to introduce yourself to the show on The Death of Journalism. You can find it anywhere you get podcasts. Cool. All right. Crime Let's get into some crime time. This is what the people want. Well, we're going to bring you to Orange Beach, Alabama. Famous. Yeah, been, uh, been there, been there, been famous, there. Famous, famous vacation spot. Lots of sharks now. Every time I go online, they got another freaking shark. My friends are going there this weekend. Water. Well, an Alabama sheriff's office dispatcher was fatally shot by her deputy boyfriend in an apparent murder-suicide in Orange Beach. Lexi White, a 911 dispatcher from the Coleman County Sheriff's Office, was found dead on Thursday, along with her boyfriend, Kenneth Booth, a deputy from the same office. He shot her and then himself. Authorities say White and Booth were dating, and they believe the two had an argument that escalated the point where Booth pulled out a gun and shot her. White was 23. She had been a member of the Sheriff's Office since she was 16. Wow. Beginning as a charter member of the Youth Leadership Academy, uh, the sheriff, Matt Gentry, said the office is devastated by the loss of the dispatcher. There are not enough words to express what she and her family meant to me. I'm literally heartbroken. I feel like Lexi is one of my own kids. Now, it may surprise you or, or may be of interest to you that according to data by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, 72% of all murders and suicides involve an intimate partner, and 94% of those victims are women or girls. Yeah. So one of our listeners, and we want to shout her out, Danielle McCants, was actually vacationing at the hotel in which this took place, which was the Seaside Resort in Orange mm -hmm. Beach. Uh, the, the incident took place on the floor, the floor just below her, and she stated the scene as obvious mayhem immediately following the incident. Yeah. So, uh, you know, horrible. It's, it's bad. Those are those are always so bad, and hearts go out to you know all of you and loved her. And, God, uh, she still um, looks like she's sixteen. The uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, domestic violence or killing the other one. I know divorce sucks, obviously, right? And and, and or, or breakups suck, but yeah, and they don't kill them. And, and yeah. another officer, you know, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. uh, two, two officers. It wasn't just a, a you know one husband killing his wife who happens to be yeah. an officer or, or girlfriend right. or whatever. These were these were both Two. officers in the community. He worked at the same sheriff's office in Alabama and, and just, look, these emotional decisions uh, when it involves a boyfriend and girlfriend or a husband and wife, I mean, it can lead to that so fast it ain't yep. even funny. You're right. And people can just get outside the box and, and act absolutely stupid. Especially yeah. with alcohol, drugs, yeah. something else involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to take you to Alabama again, y'all. And an Alabama teenager has been sentenced to life in prison for murdering his five family members in 2019 because he was fed up with them. Mm. Mason Sisk, 18, <laughs> shot his parents and three younger siblings in the head on September the 2nd, 2019 in Elkmont, Alabama. The teenager killer, who was 14 at the time of his brutal crime, received 
is sentenced on Thursday by the Limestone County Circuit Judge. The judge said the crime was ghastly, disturbing, and draped in unmitigated evil. The life sentence came after Sisk was convicted of four counts of capital murder for killing his father, John Sisk, 38, adopted mother, Mary Sisk, Sisk 35, and younger siblings, Kane, 6, Rory, 4, and Colson, 6 months, y'all. The jury deliberated for less than two hours. The district judge said, I've, been, I've prosecuted a lot of people in my career, and I can tell you that out of all those people, only four out of five people scare the hell out of me, and he's at the top of my list. Sisk was ineligible for death penalty because he was under 18 when he murdered his family. Matt Gator Paddle, who was a good friend of John Sisk, described Mason as a nerdy kid and said he stayed in his room a lot. Gator said that he sensed tension between John and Mary, but didn't sense any tension between Mason and his family. The deputy attorney said there have been allegations that Mason was mistreated by John. That may be true, except he took it out on his entire family. Video footage from Sisk's confession to the murder showed him admitting to the killings of his family because he was fed up with all the fighting in his family. Oh, my God. Wow. But all of them. Family annihilator. Six month old. And he was 14 at the time? Family annihilator at age 14. Wow. That's crazy. What do you know about the British Navy? I knew a lot about him in in his historical past. I don't know that much about him in the presence. I mean, one time they certainly ruled the world and the seas. Yes, they did. Then we kicked their ass. That's we? exactly right. what I was thinking. And we, <laughs> we kicked their asses. Well, Pacific Fleet. They've, uh, they've recovered a bit since then. And they're putting their ships to good use fighting the battle against drug smugglers. A Royal Navy destroyer, listen to the amount here, has busted a major drug smuggling operation seizing 1.2 tons of cocaine. Wow. Worth an estimated $175 million in U.S. currency during an operation in the Caribbean. The HMS Dauntless, which is a Type 45 destroyer, was patrolling an area in the Caribbean along with the U.S. Coast Guard when they intercepted a high-speed drug smuggling boat. The Portsmouth-based warship used its Wildcat helicopter to deploy a squad of Royal Marines and U.S. Coast Guard team that took over that vessel. A Royal Navy spokesperson said this is a notable first for a Type 45 destroyer with Dauntless using her state-of-the-art sensors normally used to scan the skies for hostile incoming jets and missiles to track the flight of the suspect aircraft for authorities on the ground to intercept. One of the officers involved in the interception, who cannot be named for operational reasons, said it shows that not only are we able to disrupt the flow of drugs at sea, but that we have the ability to sense and track air traffic. This also highlights the importance of taking an interagency approach to counter narcotics as our U.S. counterparts were able to seize the aircraft upon its arrival at its destination. As well as patrolling the region to intercept drugs, the HMS Dauntless is also tasked with remaining uh, on station in the Caribbean during the June to November hurricane season where the vessel provides assistance in the event of major storms. So that is a big got, ass. Got a question for both of you. Do you know what HMS stands for? Well, only is because that, I, lo- I looked at, it up. I wouldn't have known before. Every one of their ships, Jim. It's something mechanical ship or something. It's Her Majesty's ship. Oh. Her Majesty's ship. Or Her Majesty's service, right? No, so I always thought of a service, but it's Her Majesty's ship. See, where I looked it up. There you go. I got it wrong. And there was a James Bond movie that had the title. Mm-hmm. It's either her or now it's His Majesty's uh, Ship. Her Majesty's yeah. Secret yeah. Service. Yeah. But, yeah, 1.2 tons. It's a lot. <laughs> but to think about it, you know, I, I've been, every time, like Livingston uh, recently, y'all, we shout out to to our play in our school on, on the golf tournament the other day. <laughs> but I got to see a lot of the, the the guys that I brought up and trained and stuff, and they're now working these narcotics and criminal control. Well, 
every time, and I've seen like three busts they post since then, every time they're busting these people, they've got all these fentanyl pills. I'm like, everybody knows that shit's deadly. And, and you can't control it. But that, you that. take that a small amount of fentanyl, you could make that $127 million a billion. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, we're going to bring in Indiana. Speaking of drugs, and we're going to tell you that an Indiana woman has been arrested for faking a heart attack and hiding an avocado-sized plastic sandwich bag full of illegal drugs in her private parts. There you go. That's right. 41-year-old Amanda Smith uh, was arrested on Sunday by deputies. Police said that during the investigation, officers suspected drug activity and a canine named Copper searched the vehicle and indicated to officers the presence of those narcotics. Smith promptly faked a heart attack and forbade EMS from running electronic tests or evaluating her condition. Yeah. I bet she did have a heart attack when they discovered that, right? Yeah. Authorities took uh, Smith to a local hospital where she continued to refuse care or remove her clothes. After the suspect insisted on going to the bathroom by herself, law enforcement believed that Smith was engaged in an effort to conceal those drugs from them while attempting to find a way to get rid of the evidence, the old flush it down the toilet right, technique, right. right? The 41-year-old suspect uh, then told law enforcement she had a little bit of a fentanyl hidden in her underwear. Mm-hmm. Nurses spotted a plastic sandwich bag concealed within her privates. Mm. Uh, Wayne County Jail performed a body scan and showed that an abnormality uh, existed in her pelvic area, and Smith continued to deny that she was hiding anything. Eventually, she did admit to concealing those drugs inside her privates and removed an avocado-sized plastic sandwich bag. Upon testing the illegal drugs, police found 38.9 grams of methamphetamine, 10.4 grams of crack cocaine, and 9.2 grams of, you guessed it, fentanyl. She was arrested on, obviously, multiple charges so and she will show the picture but she was apparently an advertiser for nike (laughs) (laughs) uh, she better be glad that bag didn't bust inside that oh man the fit not all that she'd been dead in the heart and she's definitely some sort of dealer or some or runner for dealer because you've got all these different drugs you got time to shove an avocado up inside of yourself yeah Yeah. Crazy. Well, yeah, and you're right, a cocktail of drugs. Faking a heart attack. All right. Y'all, let's go out to Wyoming. Y'all know I have an, um, an affection for Wyoming. Um, you do? I do. I, it's I a beautiful love, part I love of the country. Out there. I've, I've spent some time out there. My buddy's on Train stations out there. Yep, train stations out there. The whole nine yards is absolutely a different world. But after a string of smashing graph deaths in Wyoming, Sheriff Brian. Kozak has decided to tackle the issue in a unique way by gathering a Wild West-style posse of volunteers to round up the thieves ahead of the holiday shopping season. Hey, I actually like this idea. The posse would be decked out in cowboy hats and uniform as a means to discourage lawlessness and theft in the community. Talking to the shop owners here in Cheyenne and some of the major box stores, they tell me... There has been an increase in theft the last few months, Kozak told the Cowboy State Daily. They would just feel better having a civilian uniform presence, someone who can immediately call the police, he added. Kozak said that as a crime increases across Wyoming, there's a perception that criminals won't get caught or be prosecuted. But he insists this isn't true, and the posse was established to make that clear to the public. There seems to be a perception out there that thieves are not going to be prosecuted. However, our new district attorney is doing a really good job of prosecuting cases and going back and prosecuting old cases, Kozak said. The posse members won't make arrests, according to Kozak, despite Wyoming law permitting citizens' arrests of burglars and thieves. But the posse members' duties involve solely reporting the crime and are not instructed to tackle or arrest criminals. Kozak said he hopes the program will also lead to a sheriff's search and rescue program. 
Applicants must meet certain requirements to qualify as a member of the squad, and posse members must be at least 18 years old or have a GED or high school diploma, as well as a valid driver's license and no felonies. And according to COSAC, the local community is sensing the increase in crime rates, especially in small businesses in the area. And according to Kozak, when he became sheriff, the first thing his deputies asked for were cowboy hats. So he gave them <laughs> some, right? They oh, like yeah. the tradition, the history of the Western sheriff, especially here in Wyoming. He said that the cowboy. I love that story. I did say, hey, you know what? Thing is, they don't even have to because he can't doesn't have the money to train them all and certify them all to actually make arrests and get them post certified. But you know what they have? What you always talk about? Cell phone cameras. That's right. And say they're going to let them run out, or they can run behind them, and film them. Yeah, and then turn it over, and that'll catch up with them sooner or later. Hey, man, that's thinking outside the box. Yeah, and they and get credit cow- to they that get a, guy. I think we're going to see some more posses. Yeah, right. Up. I think some that's a hell places. of a good idea. I will totally join the posse. You know, I, I know, want I a cowboy say, hat, dude. You know that people, everybody that has a little bit of all time that ever wants to be a cop is going to get that cowboy hat absolutely and be a member of the posse. And that's they just it. daring you to bring your ass down there and try to break into the Walgreens or steal something from you know wherever. Yeah, if you get a horse too, if you get a horse. And yeah, cowboy hat. Yeah, I think the horse might. What was that old TV show where the guy was a, a horse cop? Uh, I don't know. McLeod. Remember McLeod? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, yeah, I'm, that's I'm like dating myself. Really, that's really like good. 1970s. Low. I'm pretty sure. That <laughs> no, but he, only, he didn't get in a car. He only, he only rode his horse, and he was in New York City. Yeah. He was a city, uh, city yeah, was, uh, horse cop. What did horse cop That's an old, old. Oh, okay. Well, if you like Columbo, you'll like that one. Yeah. Let's go down under. Haven't been out to Australia in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Got a lot of fans in yeah, Australia. Give us a give us a uh, accent or some verbiage, there, Jim. Hello there. <laughs> Let's throw another shrimp on the bobby. Shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> okay. This. Uh... Hello, love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, forget about it. Right, yeah. A month or so ago, we chronicled the state of organized crime in Australia. Remember, right, we, right, right. we had all these guys that were all getting swole. They all go yeah, work out the in the and gym. The and and the... It's kind of crazy. Uh, well, we can now add a guy by the name of Gavin Capable Preston to that list. His nickname is Capable. Capable. Danger is my middle name. Yeah, man. <laughs> We can add Jim to the list as well. (laughs) Actually, he he can take Capable's place because Capable is no longer with us. And CCTV footage shows the moment that Capable said goodbye to this world on Saturday when he was hit with 10 bullets at the Sweet Lulu's Cafe in Melbourne's Northwest District. This all happened on Saturday. It was all captured on video. The 40-second clip shows a hooded man in black sprinting towards the cafe's outdoor seating area and firing in Capable's direction. Terrified diners throw themselves to the ground and cover their faces in the the video. As the gunman runs away, two women check each other for injuries before grabbing their handbags and escaping. Two men are seen cautiously approaching capable who remains motionless besides the table. And that's when they figure out that he's got 10 holes in him. It's understood that he was eating with Abbas Magni Jr. Known as AJ, the son of a crime figure and Preston associate Nabil Magni, who was also shot dead in 2020. Mm-hmm. Abbas Jr. Was able to flee the table just seconds before the shots were fired after he appeared to spot the gunman approaching from a nearby car park. Things that make you go, hmm. Right. Victoria police confirmed one man had been killed and another had been shot in the stomach during the shooting, which occurred again at just 10, uh, 20 in the morning on Saturday. Uh, Capable's fiance, who was distraught, Lauren Howe, had to be restrained by officers after she arrived at the cafe in the aftermath. This didn't print out so well, but here's a picture of lovely Capable and his neck no. tattoos. All these guys with their we neck tattoos. We know you can't see this if yeah. you're listening, yeah. but he's showing he's, a picture of what I think it is. 
eyebrows are tattooed on too. Yeah, he's got a tattoo over his eyebrow. I'm not sure what we'll that post one it. says. Will make a mama proud. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's uh, Preston was nicknamed Capable because he was considered quote capable of anything. Capable was one of Melbourne's most violent and feared gangland figures. He later had the moniker tattooed on his neck. That's the neck. The tattoo we see on the neck. He was just released from prison in February after 11 years for the murder of drug trafficker Adam Corey, who was shot in 2012. So he made it out there for, uh, what is that, seven, eight months before yeah. he says goodbye. A couple of comments on, on that. You know, um, the original RRC, we have several moderators on on the crew page and all that that, that are – Australian uh, um, and shout out to them. They, for most of the time, were second leading country, but they have some of the strictest gun laws there are because I was going back and forth with a lifer and they showed me the two firearms that they had and, and told me about the process, the permitting process, and da da da. But it just goes to show you. If the, the bad gun, guys if don't the have trouble out, getting them. <laughs> if guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. That's right. right. And Australia, of course, used to be a penal colony. That's right. It was founded as a penal colony yeah. when England wanted to get rid of all their prisoners. They shipped them to Australia and dumped them off. That's it. Fend for yourself. Fend for yourself. But they, they're great Fight people. Kangaroos. Great people. Uh, I love Australia. And Absolutely. Love y'all. Shout out. All right. So, guess what? Yesterday... They released a little report, and that was the 10 most dangerous cities have been updated yes. for 2023. Is this per capita or just? This, well, it's they look at it as crimes per thousand people okay, right. is how they rated this. So, but, they, but they look small towns as well as okay. big towns. Yeah, yeah. Over, just overall I'm crimes just per thousand. Right. So, uh, we're going to go through the list for you real quick and see if your city's on here. Um, and it may surprise you who number one is. So, all right. So we're going to take these from 10 to one and we'll see if your city is on here. Uh, number 10, Cleveland, Ohio, the mistake on the lake, (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio, home of the Baltimore Orioles. Just kidding. (laughs) It's just a fry Mike's mind. Cleveland, Ohio is in 10th place uh, in violence with a rating of 17.1 per 1,000 residents. Mm-hmm. So your chance of being a victim in the Lake Erie Bay City, believe it or not, 1 in 58. Wow. 1 in 58. So we'll go to number 9, and actually they've improved a little bit, surprisingly enough, Alexandria. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. All right. Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. 
And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Louisiana. Uh, How about Rep that? Feeds, and Number I had several messages uh, yesterday about something else big that's going on up there, and I'm not going to tell you all about it. You better that. stay out of trouble when you we, you could Shit. be in that stat oh, there. How oh, many boy. in a thousand? What, how, yeah. This uh, northern Louisiana city has a violent crime rating of 18.8 per 1,000 residents. It's right don't there in, be the, a in statistic, the heart Woody. of the state. And, and don't, go all, to, don't go to Sonic up hey, there. If they had their way, I'd be a statistic. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I was a uh, victim of two violent crimes, although I didn't suffer physically from it. Yeah. But, yeah. Number eight on that list, Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, I heard that the gangs are shipping pretty bad there. Yeah, 20.2 violent crimes per 1,000 population with a 1 in 49 chance of being a victim. Wow. In Little Rock. And, you know, Little Rock's pretty – it's very pretty out there. Yeah, but so, they, they got they – big – they love one of the largest gang centers now in the United really? States of America. Yeah. You would never think so. Little Rock. Uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Arkansas mm-hmm. coming in hot. On the on the crime with violent crime rating of twenty point five per one thousand residents, this Jefferson County city of Pine Bluff ranks seventh among the most dangerous places to live in the United States. Home to around forty thousand people, the Central Arkansas city sees fifty more crimes per square mile than the statewide average. Yep, again, that's are, staggering. It's crazy. So we're we're gonna go to and this one really blew my mind because I've been to this city and it is absolutely one of the most beautiful cities in the country in my opinion, Birmingham, Alabama. Yep, absolutely surprising. The crime scene in uh, in Birmingham and Birmingham is no joke. Uh, to give you some stats on them, they came in sixth with a violent crime rating of 20.6 per 1,000 with a 1 in 49 chance of being a victim. It's also the city where the infamous missing woman, Carly Russell, yeah. faked her own kidnapping for 49 hours. So that's well, she, was Ho- she was Hoover, Alabama. Well, but right there, I guess it's I guess that's thing. suburban Birmingham. Yeah, Isn't yeah, Bessemer yeah. suburban? Birmingham? I'm not sure on that one. Right. I spent some time. I don't know where they cut off cities and then use suburbs. It's kind of weird. Right. Number five on that list. This one of no surprise to me. Detroit, Michigan. Mike's looking on my page. I, know, I, I want to surprise all. him. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, Michigan. This East Michigan city of Detroit, home to 620,000 people, has a violent crime rating of 23 per 1,000. Uh, violent offenses include rape, murder, and all that uh, jazz. All of that in details, uh, huh? So, yeah, Detroit, no surprise. And then number four on that list, been here many, many, many times. Uh, no surprise here, Memphis, Tennessee. Right. Tied for third with the same crime rating uh, as Detroit is Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, located on the Mississippi River, it's named for its rock and roll in Elvis Presley. Yeah. And it's crime. Elvis sadly. didn't commit any of those crimes. No, he definitely didn't. How about number three? A surprise for me, anyway. Sat Saginaw, Saginaw, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. So is that a surprise to y'all? Yeah, uh, but I mean, all of those. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty close within 
a bunch of these cities like Saginaw, Lansing, uh, other places in Michigan. And it's 100 miles from Detroit. So uh, Saginaw has a crime rating of 25 per 1,000 residents. Number two on that list, Monroe, Louisiana, with a 1 in 38 chance of becoming a victim of violent, violent crime, not just crime, violent crime. Monroe comes in second place on the danger chart. Some 47,000 people live in this city, which sits on the Ouachita River. It has been, okay, then boom. It has been the most dangerous city for the last two years until it was toppled by our number one for this year. Y'all ready for this? Bessemer, Alabama. That's right. 33.18 violent crimes per 1,000 population. Residents of America's most volatile town have a 1 in 30 chance of being a victim of violent crime. 27,000, that's their population, and Bessemer's crime rate is much higher than other towns with similar demographics. It ranked particularly bad for physical violence and property crime along with motor vehicle theft. So that is your top 10 cities. If you're considering moving, you may not want yeah, to move to. I mean, Alexandria and Rapids. Monroe got me because you would think it would be Monroe's on the far eastern side. You would think it would be Shreveport, uh, Bossier, which is on the far western yeah. side. Well, and we had seen a different list that I think was only murder. Right, right. Related right. a few months ago yeah, that Shreveport, Shreveport was on right, the top. Right. Yeah. So. Right. so that is your top 10. That's crazy. Interesting AF, though. Um, all right. So, y'all, let's go to Georgia. And a Georgia man was killed last weekend while working as a valley attendant after police and loved ones say he stopped a car break in. The victim is identified by family as 25 year old Harrison Alevi. Uh, um, officers responded to a report of a shooting near the Atlanta night uh, and an Atlanta nightclub at about 1:40 a.m. on September 3rd and found a man suffering from a gunshot wound. And the man was rushed to local hospital where he was pronounced de- dead. Police said the man had interrupted a man breaking into a vehicle when he was fatally shot. The recent college graduate was working as a valet attendant to make ends meet as he interviewed for full-time positions. His GoFundMe page reads, Harrison always did the right thing and would step in whenever needed. Unfortunately, this act of bravery caused the end of his life. The page continued, Those who are fortunate enough to know Harrison can attest to his loving nature and constant positive attitude. No arrests have been made, but police say there's a person of interest who they believe is driving a newer model Kia K5 with dark tenant windows. He's considered armed and dangerous. Um, according to WSB-TV, police have since issued arrest warrants for the lead shooter but haven't publicly re- released his name. The mother of the victim, Alden Ernest, reported her son was as a wonderful man who loved to dance. Got killed stopping the car breaking. Yeah. Senseless. You just don't, yeah, you just don't know these days. We've talked several times about traveling to other countries and making sure before you travel to another country that you're aware of unique local laws and unique local customs so you don't get yourself in trouble. And here's just a ridiculous story about a woman who traveled to Dubai. Dubai? To Dubai. That's your third international story today. And got herself in some trouble in Dubai. It is. Well, it counteracts your third Mississippi story or whatever. (laughs) I'm not saying that in a negative way. Tierra Young Allen is her name. And she and a friend were in a rental car in Dubai when they got into an accident. And according to Allen's mother, whose name is Tina Baxter, Allen and her friend went to the rental car company to get her ID, credit card, and other items that were left in the car after the accident. She found out she could only receive those items if she paid an undisclosed amount of money. She dealt with a very aggressive individual, a young man there who was screaming at her, Baxter said, adding that the young man's uh, tone uh, with her daughter, the tone that he took with her daughter, led her daughter to raise her voice. Mm-hmm. That's a Dubai no-no. No, no. Dubai authorities took Alan's passport 
and placed her under a travel ban while investigating the incident. Her attorney informed her that she could face jail time as there was a video of the incident. Insulting another person is a crime in the UAE. Actions like raising a middle finger, swearing in public, or even texting someone an unkind name can easily lead to criminal charges. Emirati law states that publicly insulting someone can carry a sentence of up to one year in prison and a fine of up to $5,500. God, you'd be screwed in Dubai. I, Woody. I can't hear you. Hey, Woody wouldn't make it I'd five be, I, minutes in I'd Dubai. I'd be doubly screwed because they don't drink either. Hey, she finally got out. <laughs> she was stranded there for, for months. She finally got out Tuesday and is on her way back home. She ended up having to pay uh, over $1,500 in fines. And while she never went to, quote, prison, she was held there and couldn't leave the place she was in uh, for months while this thing went on because she got angry in a rental car place because she wasn't getting cooperation from mm-hmm. the guy behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Don't mess Mama around in Dubai. Has any have y'all ever been to? I have Dubai? not. No, I haven't, okay. and I really don't plan on going. Other than they say it's becoming fastly becoming the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, I've I've, I've they, heard they've made that. all the the islands now out of, out of that sand they pump from the oceans. It's the mm-hmm. richest city, uh, or one that's where Tiger Woods hit the drive off the top of the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it'd be great if we did so. We sent you there, and wherever there, there's yeah. like a town square, yeah. the biggest place that people gather. You shouted at everyone, you yeah. yelled at everyone, and then you took off to try and escape, right. and then we just filmed your <laughs> that, escape from be, the... Uh, that'd be a good TikTok. Can they shoot you for... I don't think they shoot you. They can only fine you and uh, and give you... Uh, I don't know. But they, but they have the foresight to go ahead and, and make all these indoor... They have indoor ski mountains in the middle of the desert. They have everything. <laughs> they have all this stuff, but I think per capita... They can make it there's, rain there. There's more... Uh, yeah, there's more... Like billionaires in in Dubai than anywhere oh, yeah. else in the world. Yeah. Man, but they the, when they know the oil's going to run out sooner mm-hmm. or later, and they're going to have all these natural wonders. What do you do when you're mad? You can't give anyone the finger. You can't swear in public. You can't text someone anything nasty. No, you can't do. I shit. mean, you can't do. Shit they're screaming your pillow. What do podcasters do there when they can't do any of that stuff? To screaming their pillow. I won't be finding out screaming unless somebody wants to send me free tickets in first class. Okay, That's it. be aware if you're going Speaking to Dubai. Speaking of tickets. You can oh, now take off that is. belt and move freely around the cabin. Now, I know after Friday's mile high report, which I highly touted as the best mile high oh ever. Oh, my God. I you thought it. it couldn't get any better, but I guess what? audio shit. It has. Was the shit. If you get yes. top that, I want to hear it. All right. Well, it has gotten better. And Delta flight had to be diverted because a passenger had diarrhea all the way through this. the plane. That's right, a Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta, Georgia to Barcelona, Spain, where Mike will be reporting from next, (laughs) was diverted back to its original airport after a passenger experienced an onboard medical issue, which was reportedly a case of diarrhea all the way through the plane. The plane was about two hours into its eight-hour flight when it had to turn around over Virginia and head back to Atlanta. Now, we at Real Life Real Crime Daily, believe it or not, we have the actual radio transmission from the uh, cockpit to air traffic control. I didn't this. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's definitely a messy incident. And here's what that sounded like. This is the actual transmission to air traffic control uh, on their turnaround and diverting. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Now, on that recording, you heard the uh, pilot tell, tell air traffic control, this is a biohazard, biohazard. issue. We've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Uh. A Delta spokesman confirmed that uh, there was no emergency landing because they confirmed this, but said that. They weren't sure about it being a biohazard. I don't know. I think it's pretty biohazardous. Uh, real life, real crime professionals, we call that dookie. <laughs> That's right. Dookie explosion. <laughs> That's right. Uh, 
They also went on to say our teams have worked quickly and safely throughout the cleaning process of the airplane and get all the customers a, to the final destination. What a shitty job. <laughs> we, we sincerely apologize to our customers for any delay. There were 336 passengers on board. The flight landed without further incident the following day, eight hours and six minutes behind schedule because someone... Okay. Must have ate too much KO pack hey, hey, or something. The, uh, if it was France Airlines, they'd made them clean it up themselves. But that literally means through the whole plane, that means they shit yeah. all the way down the aisle. Must have been running from the front. They had a passenger back. getting off the plane when they diverted, and I actually saw the Twitter post where, or the X, the the X post because it's not Twitter anymore. But he goes down the aisle and he's like videoing with his cell phone, and you can see toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> actually, oh my God. all the way down yeah. to this. Look, it was it was pretty nasty. So they, uh, um, but don't like, hey, eat I'm at like, the food court. Yeah, say, yeah, I'm like, airport. what the? F- I don't did know what you he eat? Yeah, he must I have mixed tequila with pizza. Go listen to Real Life Real Crime Original Dookie, and I got <laughs> several stories about. Shit that literally shit that happened. They've got right. a lot of those breakfast kitchens at Atlanta Airport, yeah. you know, serving up the some greasy breakfast. He might have got himself uh, a video of this one for me. He might have been bad, uh, bad dose of Atlanta meal. Airport food. He moved freely around the cabin. That's right. Yeah, I can use that video. Now. All right, y'all, it's time for Kinky Crimes on Wednesday. And we'll go out to Keeling, Killeen, 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 right? The, uh, Texas, or Tejas, if you've been practicing your Espanol, where um, a woman was arrested last month for breaking into a stranger's home and then stripping down naked. Hell yeah. To take a nap, right? The homeowner called the cops on Jovita Garza, 28 years old, after he found her asleep on an air mattress in a spare, spare bedroom on Sunday. Mm. He called the cops. I was, I was like, what? What a new... He's a single guy. I bet I mean, he had that phone going for a long time before he called the cops. I'd be like, right? hey, now. Yeah, exactly. So, well, hello. So, he, he look, he said... <laughs> He had heard someone or something moving around in his house the night before, but thought nothing of it until he found the unknown woman. <laughs> he heard the next someone morning. moving around in his house yeah, and thought nothing that, of right? it. I mean, maybe yeah, he had, maybe all he had the time dogs or something, right? Maybe he had <laughs> dogs or something. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to get up. Um, but he found her butt naked the next morning. Hmm. Garza, the, the female, when the cops showed up, y'all, she, mm, she said, I'm not putting any clothes on. And she refused to leave. She said, I used to live here. I should be allowed to stay. Yeah. She well, lived there back in 2009. Sounds legit. Well, guess what happened? The police arrested her, and her upbringing continued on. And once outside the house, being escorted by the police officers, she decided to start spitting on them. Right? That wasn't yeah. nice. That was uncalled yeah. Right? So now, that is on, on, besides... Charged for criminal trespassing. She also has harassment of public servant and is being then held in jail on a $102,000 bond. I'm going to tell you what, we may, we may have to pull that guy's man card. I mean, you <laughs> no, wake up, you got a new woman sleeping in your bed. <laughs> well, he might have caught a rape charge on that. They got a picture of her. She's oh, not a bad-looking chick. I bet you he sat there and videoed all kinds of shit. I bet he called his friends. like, oh, talking <laughs> I mean, but he didn't, need, he didn't need to press. I mean, he could have, hey, she. if that's her story's true, she used to live there. Maybe she got wasted and... Whatever thought that she still lived yeah, there. Wait, wait, wait. She didn't try to steal anything. She didn't try to hurt him. Yeah, but she wasn't Maybe leaving. just. He told well, her to leave and she wouldn't leave. And that was what, yeah. supposedly well, why. That, that should lead to the next question then from him. I right. mean, if he's Maybe, unattached and she's cute stay, and she's going to stay, you well. Mean, you want to hook up? You know, what? What? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that is a kinky chick to be I think that should actually be legal in Colleen. That should be a unique. <laughs> Law in Colleen, where you can yes, sleep on someone else's air mattress. There you go. Mike, and, and Mike running for city council <laughs> of Colleen. I'm electable in Colleen. <laughs> yeah. There's your kinky crime for Wednesday. Yes. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. 
hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Give me some banjos. Banjo time. With a South American flair. That's right, folks. A four for four international episode. I didn't think Jim was going to figure that out, but he he busted me on it early. But I think we're going to end it on a first time ever on a high note. Are you approved for this this geographical location? I am approved for this location, Mexico. (laughs) That's mine. But he did say content trumps geography. Yes, and this is a content trumping your geography. Giselle and Francisco Gabriel had a rocky marriage, and Giselle wanted out. Mm, Happens. How it usually happens. But Francisco wasn't having any. He refused to give her a divorce. That happens too. So the Brazilian beauty figured the next best option was to get rid of him permanently. Mm. Probably everybody's thought about it. There are any number of murder weapons she could have chosen and many methods she could have chosen, but Giselle decided to take him out in a memorable fashion. Apparently, Francisco considered himself quite the coxman and his <laughs> and his tongue really knew its way around his tongue. The, his tongue <laughs> really knew its way around the little man in the boat, if you know what I mean. Oh my God. <laughs> So Giselle figured she'd set him up for the, his final meal at the Y. Oh, my She God. carefully coated her promised land with a toxic concoction, oh expecting it to incapacitate Francisco immediately. However, the plan failed because Francisco started to do the deed, and when he did, he became concerned about the strange odor <laughs> coming from his wife's privates and pulled away. He insisted he immediately take her to the hospital. <laughs> Ironically, his quick decision saved his would-be killer since Giselle could have just as easily died from the poison what, she had what applied. What you put on there, right? It did <laughs> soak through your skin? A smart criminal might have made sure the poison was odorless and might have made sure that the poison would not endanger themselves. Oh, my God. And that's why Giselle gets some Brazilian okay, that, banjos. That might, be one of, that might be the dumbest criminal ever. She's pretty dumb. She slapped it up and rubbed it down. You know, the first thought was interesting, but from there she should have figured it out. I think they've yeah. made up, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 
I don't know that. I'm just kidding. I think I think it would take a lot for me to get over over that one. Super copper. Super copper. It's time to put your hands Super up, get cop. low to the ground, and spread them while we honor today's Super Cop. That's right. It is a Super Cop segment for today. While on patrol near Pennsylvania River earlier this week, Officer Edward Butterworth noticed a pickup truck perilously positioned near the edge of a boat launch. Alarmed by the unfolding situation, he pulled over to assess. The truck, with a man at the wheel and a young girl in the truck bed, began accelerating rapidly toward the water before plunging in the river, landing about 50 to 60 feet away from the shore. Officer Butterworth quickly called for backup and attempted to secure the boat that could transport him to the scene where he hoped to rescue the individuals. More officers from the Norristown Police Department arrived shortly thereafter. They evaluated and discovered that a young girl was unable to swim. Officer Butterworth, an accomplished swimmer, wasted no time springing into action and swam to the submerged truck. Uh, a statement released by the police explained that Officer Butterworth is an avid swimmer and saw this as a life-threatening situation after hearing that the female did not know how to swim. He waded out into the water, swiftly swimming to the location of the truck, lifted the girl out of the water, carried her to safety, returned to the truck where he assisted the man in making it back to shore. The dad had attempted to save the girl as well, but wasn't strong enough to pull her back to the shore. The current nearly pulled them both away. At the end of the day, no one was involved. No one involved was injured in the incident. And the police chief commended the cop for his action, saying uh, he saved the lives of those two people who would not have survived if it weren't for his selfless and immediate action. So Officer Edward Buttersworth is our super cop for... Today, so shout out to shout you, out, sir. homie. Good job. And that I love is... his mother's uh, pancake syrup. It's really good. <laughs> I was thinking of butter being the fighter. I knew you would say that. Uh, uh, I knew it when I when I read it originally. I'm like, Mike's going to say something about that name. Yeah, and sure enough, that's the one where they tell her pancakes are well are good. That was a good one. Yeah, another good one. And all right, any final thoughts? Yeah, um, thank you to everyone who's listening, liking, and sharing, subscribing. Continue to share. We're blessed to have y'all. And our rescue dot org. Yep. O u r r e s c u e r rescue dot org. Help stop human. Get trafficking. in the fight to stop human trafficking worldwide. Well, speaking of our rescue dot org. We had a little uh, off-air battle last week following the episode where I shared the story about uh, people coming after those that were on TikTok TikTok cracking eggs on Mm -hmm. kids' heads, and uh, I was attacked. It happens often by certain listeners for my lack of tact in presenting that episode, and so I have volunteered to take a baker's dozen eggs to the head from these two gentlemen live. We will film it, but that will only happen if we raise $500, which I know Aglet Emeritus Ruthie has posted something on this. And so if you'd like to see me getting the crap beat, because they're not going to just crack these eggs on my head. (laughs) Jim is Jim is going to take windmill shots at uh, at my uh, at my head with these eggs. So if you'd like to see me crying on the floor in a puddle of eggs, and the baker's does uh, and get that one extra, one. see all of that done for a good cause, please. Uh, yeah, hey, I mean, uh, shout out to Ruthie on that. It, the I just caught up on that this morning because I didn't have any internet service, and so I know they're doing the links to it to raise money in real life for crime daily's name for. Rescue.org and people are doing it evidently. So anyway, that I think it's a super cool idea. It's a very valid cause. We always raise money for LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. But you know, if we can help raise awareness, and it'd be fun as hell to smash Ago's head. We should invite some piglets. And my hair smash. is rapidly thinning. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, any 
any member of the piglets that makes a contribution right. is welcome to come and, and harass me and and oh and yeah they can they can have uh, right. one or two of the Sounds eggs. Good. To, I know one good. member in particular hey, that I have a guess yeah. of somebody who might like to do that. We uh, we probably get some national media coverage out of this. Besides, yeah. real life, real crime day. There you go. Anyway, good stuff. And yeah, Smash away, folks. Uh, so you, let's keep up on that. And y'all heard it. Um, I, I, I think that'll get some interest. All right. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life, Real Crime Daily, peace. Aglets. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.